Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.ag. And for this week only, get a 110% sign-on bonus. 110% of your initial deposit by using code NEXTROUND. That's MyBookie.ag, code NEXTROUND. Dan, welcome in. Dan Orlovsky with us. Apparently uh, he hasn't either. Yeah, Dan, is this, I haven't either. This is news to Say him. Hello from, guys, that's not the real Caesars Palace, just so we're clear. Um, I have not heard that. I have not heard about that chicken sandwich, but I'll take it. Where did you uh, get this information, by the way? Our friend Ashley, who uh, works in the business, yeah. says, and she knows the big, uh, the big Swagoo, says, uh, he asked Dan about trying the Big Swagoo's chicken sandwich later today. Okay. Oh, maybe somebody. I saw it on social media that that it was with a company I think he does like uh, fish fry with, and I was like, "Yeah, oh, I'd probably eat this just because I wouldn't eat most of the food that Marcus eats." So maybe <laughs> maybe there's some legs to that. Do you, do you eat bread? <laughs> Not really. Um, I, I don't I don't eat bread a ton. No, um, some pizza. That's it. Yeah. Oh, I couldn't live without bread. It's the Bellagio fountains, guys. Yeah. Is that the real Bellagio? Hey, so. (laughs) That's the real one. Dan, best movie that's got a Las Vegas backdrop. Best movie that's got a Las Vegas uh, backdrop is Hangover. Okay. Yeah. Just, yeah. just checking. Yeah, that I mean, was in the running. Yeah. I mean, there's some good ones. You mentioned the Bellagio. I mean, Ocean's Eleven was Fantastic out there, movie, Leaving yeah. Las Vegas. Great movie. Casino. Yeah. Casino. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's. there's <laughs> I got some, one right. You did. There's some really good uh, Las Vegas movies. The Cooler. Yeah. Hey, if. Um, before you get to your destination here, because it's a shorter drive, I think, from New York to wherever you're going in Las Vegas, <laughs> unless you get started on traffic. That is. Uh, I, I want to uh, about the actual game coming up on Sunday. Uh, what, what can Kansas City do to sort of put Brock Purdy in a, in a bad situation defensively? Is there is there an advantage that the Chiefs can do to confuse or make uh, Purdy, you know, have to win the game for the 49ers? Yeah, it's win first down defensively. If the Chiefs, and that's something that they, uh, like, foundationally and identity-wise believe in, win first down. Um, Steve Spagnuolo, the defensive coordinator for Kansas City, is one of those guys that when you sit down and talk with them, no matter who the opponent, you go, what, Coach, what do you guys got to really hone in and focus on? He's like, yeah, stop the run. You know, and sometimes you get tired of hearing defensive guys say that because you're like, I know you have to stop the run. Like, I, I, I'm not, I know football well enough. But it, it is a core foundation of who he is. And he's one of those coaches that does, you know, a really good job of, of trying to do that uh, in a couple ways. Number one, they do it with bodies, you know, like they they will commit people down to the football. And then the second thing is they'll do it by, with run pressures, deslanting their defensive line, pressuring a corner off the edge so they can, you know, kind of secure gaps and whatnot. If, if they can do that on early downs – then that's going to put them, San Francisco, in a bind two ways. Number one, Kansas City can dial up some of their more exotic pressures, and they have some of the most exotic blitzes in the NFL. And then two, San Francisco's offensive line is not an elite pass-protecting offensive line. Outside of Trent, they struggle. Trent Williams. You know, Kansas City's blitzes and the way that they create one-on-one matchups advantage Kansas City. So they can win first down defensively. That goes a a long, long way for that defense. Dan Orlovsky is with us from Vegas. MyBookie.ag has brought you Dan all season long. MyBookie.ag code next round. Uh, When you sign up to get that sign-on bonus at MyBookie.ag, Dan has arrived at his destination. What is the destination? Oh, stand outside. Uh, Paris. We're at the Paris Hotel. Okay. All right. If you need to go, yeah. just tell us. You can go. 
No, 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 I'm good. I'm okay. good. I just wanted to get out. I didn't want to bother the driver anymore. Oh, okay. You're all good. Hey, so, um, you Wait, know, is that the real Eiffel Tower? Yes, yes, they moved into Vegas. Hey, so, uh, San Francisco is known for forcing you to basically work outside the numbers. Uh, I yes. don't. I don't envision Andy Reid being forced to do anything he doesn't want to do offensively. How does that battle play out? Well, I think San Francisco forces you to work outside the numbers, but also you they, they like they're not as strong outside the numbers as they are inside. You know, one of the things that's been really interesting about Kansas City's offense is they've become so game plan specific in the playoffs. You know, against the Dolphins, it was three-level throws, and they ran them a bunch of different ways. And then against Buffalo, it was, you know, they're going to get a certain formation and run at their nickel. And then against um, Baltimore, it was four strong. I, I don't I, I don't anticipate, you know, that they're going to, Andy Reid, run from, you know, the opportunities to throw the ball outside the numbers. I, I think that they'll kind of welcome that because they've done a good job of that in the playoffs. Also, the, the way – you know, one of the things that's happened with Rasheed Rice is, you know, the guy that's become their number one receiver is like, they're not asking him to break down routes anymore. He's just running straight lines. Um, and they're just trying to get the ball in his hands. I, I think that's going to be something that we see out of Andy Reid and Kansas City's offense. Like, hey, let's get the ball into those guys' hands and, and force this defense to go sideline to sideline. Now, they're, they're usually good at it. But they're going to have to tackle really well in space against both Rasheed and Kelsey. So there will be some action outside the numbers, but they don't run from that because Patrick's so good. If I said Nick Bosa, most important defensive player for San Francisco, uh, I mean, is I would disagree. Okay, well, I was just asking because <laughs> I mean, I mean, uh, Mahomes has been so difficult to get to in the postseason. Only two sacks in yeah. three games, and you look at Bosa coming off two big sack game against Detroit. I would assume yeah. you got to be able to get him to the ground, though, right? Yeah, I, I think the most important person on that defense is Javon Hargrave, um, interior. So you mentioned Patrick's been sacked twice. No one's really gotten to him pressure-wise, and the question goes, well, why? Um, I think that the thing, part of the game plan specific stuff that is a, a by-factor of that is they've done such a tremendous job of helping their offensive tackles in protection by formations. And they're not singling those guys up on a consistent basis. More often than not, they'll put a tight end there to help or they'll go with Pacheco there to help. And so um, what they're saying is we're going to help those tackles. They're not going to be the reasons we lose games. And they believe that their interior three, Trey Smith, Creed Humphrey, and Allegretti, now uh, Joe Tooney being out, that those guys, those three can handle the other two. And Baltimore had a couple moments when they got after Patrick in the the way that they did. So – you know, I think that if, if if San Francisco's defensive line is going to have moments where they impact this game, Bosa's got to do his job. But pass rush wise, I think it's got to be Hargrave winning on the inside. So back in July, we were up at SEC Media Days in Nashville, and the Sirius XM guys went out with the AAA affiliate, the Nashville Sounds, and they all took cuts. I forgot what the speed of the uh, the jugs was, but the only the only guy that consistently put wood on it was Dari Noka, and he swore he took no cuts before. And I'm getting to a point here. And of course, I had a couple of cocktails, so I'm at a bar. And I was like, I guarantee you, you you took cuts before you actually got out there. Uh, the precision passing at the Pro Bowl, you actually had the best score of any of the active quarterbacks. Did you have a couple of run throughs before? No, I picked up the ball that, that was like the bin of balls. I picked up and I was like, 
you know, the reason why I did that was they were dry running all the events for television. So the television people and all the moving parts were ready for the actual event the next day. So they said, hey, would you we're going to dry run this with the cameras and all that stuff? Would you do? And I was like, sure. So I walked over there and I picked up a ball and I was like, oh, my gosh, dude, I have not thrown a ball in years. And so I was like, all right, give me like 10, 15 throws. Just me to one of our producers, 15, 20 yards away. I was just like, I got to warm up just a little bit. And so I was like, I took 15, 20 throws, just, you know, point A to point B with him. And then they were like, all right, these are the rules, horn sounds, this and that. And I was like, all right, give me the rules one more time. And they gave it to me. I was like, all right. And I, they were like, you ready? I'm like, sure. You know, because they were all, again, they were running through all these different drills. I wasn't necessarily like, hey, I can't wait to do this. And I wasn't trying to, you know, take up too much of their time. So no, no dry runs, but um, I got a lucky day, man. I got a lucky day. You still got it. Uh, I will tell you, yeah. uh, I don't know if you've seen the report. Right now, you're third on the Indianapolis Colts depth chart. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to go do that. That would be a pay cut right now for me. So. That's, right. oh, That's got a good at ESPN. Humble brag. Oh, that's a high-end talent yeah. at ESPN. Yeah. You think they put no, everybody up? The third, the third ring string quarterback doesn't yeah. make as much as the public thinks they do. Yeah. <laughs> you think they put the low-end talent at Paris? No, they no. put the high-end talent at Paris. Yeah, I just want to know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is, is Saban making more as a new colleague of yours? Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> do you think he'll enjoy that? I mean, you do it. Do you think a coach can can itch that competitive scratch he's got by doing that every week on game day? Um, I think he'll enjoy it. It's not going to feed that competitive you know, uh, need that he has. Um, but I think he'll enjoy it. I think he'll be around, like being around that group. That group is awesome. Uh, I think he'll be like being around different campuses and whatnot and feeling the energy of, you know, the students it's still like, uh, on the college campuses. But it, it is not going to fill that competitive, um, you know, psycho drive that he has. No, but, you know, he's, he's aware of that. Yeah. All right. He is Dan Orlovsky. See him from Vegas all week uh, leading up to the Super Bowl the rest of this week. Thank you very much. This is our final regular visit with Dan. He'll be back on. We have very much enjoyed it all season long, Dan. Thank, Thank you, you for doing Dan. this. We appreciate it. Yeah, I've had a ton of fun with you guys. It's, it's, it's been a lot. You guys ask good questions and we've had some fun. So I, I thank you guys. Yeah. Well, enjoy Vegas and enjoy the game. We appreciate it. All right, fellas. All right, man. See you. Dan with us uh, each week, courtesy of mybookie.ag. Code next round when you sign up to get that sign up. But it's 